one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Not even a mother is safe from getting nuclear revenge against them. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, getting revenge on my perv professor. If you're a woman or a female presenting person in today's world, the chance is that you've been harassed by someone of the opposite sex on more than one occasion, whether it be by catcalling or by outright physical altercation. The story I'm about to tell you contains some of those topics. You're in for a pretty wild ride. Currently, I'm a 24-year-old woman and just graduated from college over the summer, but I'll begin from when I was much younger. I've always been on the bigger side, right from when I was a child. My mother, however, has always been very slim, and so it caused raised eyebrows. She was asked to make me work out from when I was as small as 3 years old, but my mother's always been more of a free spirit, so she ignored all the comments and let me be a child. When school started for me, it didn't take too long for me to be the butt of most of the jokes. From a pretty young age, I had to decide to stay there or take matters into my own hands. And I did the latter by staying on top of the class. I worked extra hard to stay there, but it paid off, because by the time I was a freshman, most teachers treated me as a go-to when a student needed help. If most of my classmates needed tutors, they were asked to come to me because I spent all of my time studying. By the time I was a junior, I was something of a teacher's aide. I got notes first, I probably knew all about the topic already, and sometimes I would be asked to take on the class for the teacher. Basically, I went from being bullied to being in charge of a lot of things. I didn't make any friends because students generally like to avoid the teacher's pet until they needed some help. I also realized a little late that if I wanted to get into a good Ivy League college, I had to do other activities that made me seem interesting. It was at this point that I joined a few clubs on a whim, even tucking myself into the tightly knit community of the prom and the homecoming committee as well. All in all, I had a good high school run, especially towards the end. Summer was good as well and I worked for most of the day and spent my nights with my friends. I had to work my butt off because being a free spirit to my mother meant that she never really kept jobs for too long or saved much because tomorrow could handle itself. Because of this, I took a year-long gap off to be able to save enough for my tuition so that I wouldn't need to take a student loan. Those are absolute heck to pay off and I would rather just not take that risk. When I finally did get to go to college, I was 20 years old and I realized that college was not as easy as high school and I had to work my butt off while studying. It didn't come easy to me at all and I was convinced that I would fail after the first month of schooling. It didn't help that I worked multiple jobs and stayed in a dorm with people who had severe attitude problems and decided that I was their personal problem and decided to exterminate me. We were a dorm room of four people and I never spoke to the other three people until the day I left the dorm. I continued to struggle with my numerous jobs and schoolwork for the entirety of my freshman year, even needing to stay back to retake a couple of classes and exams during the summer. Things seemed to start looking up in my second year as I got laid off from two jobs because they were closing up and I was paid off by both of them. 
It wasn't that much money, but I didn't have to worry about whether or not I would eat for the next month, if I did my budgeting right, of course. On my way back from seeing a play one afternoon, I saw a job opening for a job as a student assistant to a professor. I had no intentions of applying, neither did I even know what the job entailed, but I took the little number slip attached to it home. After I googled the job requirements and salary expectation of student assistants at my college, I decided to casually apply for it. I was really surprised when I got a call for an interview, and when I went in, I realized that it was a professor whose classes I had taken in my freshman year and would have to take again in junior year. He was very nonchalant during the interview, asking me a few odd questions like my dress size and so on. After the interview, I was more than convinced that I bored him to death and I started surfing for more jobs. A week later, he called to inform me that I got the job and that I would need to be present at his office before the day ended. We went over my job requirements, which were basically the same as that of an assistant, except he also slipped a few personal things. The salary negotiation happened, and I can't lie, it was good money, better than anything I had ever worked. It also meant that I didn't need multiple jobs and could focus more on my studies. For the first month, being a student assistant went very well. It was like a reprise of my high school self, being in charge of a lot of things alongside the professor, and it made me feel good. I was also able to move dorms, which did so well for me, and my new roommate was so reasonable and sweet. I remember that I often said, I don't know how I didn't figure this job out earlier, whenever I would clock out for the day, because it felt like such a dream come true and a reward for all the hard work I'd been doing. After a month had passed, my list of job requirements increased. I didn't just have to set reminders and send emails now. I also had to get coffee, walk his dog, and occasionally take his car to the car wash. My free days were no longer my own, and I had to be at his beck and call. I didn't think any of it was out of the blue because I believed that with the amount my salary was, he had the right to run me into the ground. My other jobs made me work three times harder and paid much less, so it seemed reasonable. Until it really didn't. Things started getting weird after he called me on a Sunday night, barely 30 minutes to midnight, and asked me to make my way to his house immediately. It was a weeknight and I was sick, but I begged my roommate to drive me over there since I didn't have a car and was too scared to take an Uber. Now, this professor was a big man. Think Albus Dumbledore meets Santa Claus, complete with the long white hair and beard combo and an intimidating frame. The kind of person you would think twice about saying no to because of how intimidating he looked. When I reached his apartment, his request was that I help him pack for an impromptu trip over the weekend. I really wish I was kidding. I was obviously scared for my life, but there wasn't much I could say at the moment. The night was awkward, but my roommate waited for me to take me back to our dorm room, and I told her all about the weird interaction. She proposed that I sent an email letting him know how I felt about it, and that if it happened again, I would be forced to quit. It sounded like a good idea, and I wrote them an email that night, sending it over the next morning. I got no response from him, but continued to make me work like normal, or what was supposed to be normal anyway, for the next week. After which, he began to make insane requests. He would ask me to pick up his packages in the middle of my class, 
to pick up things he forgot at home and so on. I let it go because it still wasn't as weird as asking me to show up to his apartment a couple minutes till midnight. It was soon time for my exams, after which it was spring break, but I decided not to go home and just work. My professor decided to take advantage of this and asked me to supervise the renovation of his home while he vacationed at a hotel in the next city. I major in media and communication studies. I have no business with design or architecture or whatever the heck happens during renovations, but I put everything I could into the house renovations because I was being paid overtime for it, and he also suggested that I stay in his guest room for the duration of the renovation, which was a little over a week. I thought it was a good idea, and I took it. Now, let's fast forward to after the entire thing. School resumed and I was back to being a busy student and student assistant with not another care in the world. Until I received an email from my employer that contained a compilation of videos and pictures of me at odd times and in various states of undress from the week I stayed in his guest room. While I was still shocked and looking at the very incriminating evidence that was in my computer, I got another email from him stating that he had more and would be making use of it if I didn't do as he asked. He also threatened to drive my grades into the ground if I resisted in any way. I initially panicked, but my roommate was more level-headed and took videos of the emails, just in case he found a way to unsend them. She then made me ask him what he wanted from me, to which he sent a long list of insane fetish-like things that he wanted from me. On a whim, I requested a huge sum from him for my troubles, to which he obliged, followed by multiple emails that only incriminated him further. I then sent him a video of the emails, with his name and everything, letting him know that I was going to send evidence of his harassment to the school board and the state board as well, on counts of sexual harassment. This must have frightened him because he started to call and text me, apologizing and asking to see me and make things better. I did the most logical thing and asked for money. Lots of it. It's been a while and I can't put my finger on the exact sum I asked for, but I know that it was a lot because he grunted and asked if I would just let him off the hook. I agreed with him while my roommate and I did research on him, just to find that he only employed female students as his student assistants and kept them quiet by stashing folders of inappropriate photos of them. My roommate and I extorted more money from him with every new case of a woman he had treated inappropriately, and there was quite a number of them. We kept him on edge, and I remained his student assistant until the last day of my last exam, where I quit and sent a very detailed email from an anonymous email to as many authorities as I could manage. He's still on trial for several counts of sexually charged crime, and I will make sure to be present in court for his sentencing. I think the main thing I feel negative about here is, were any of these cases that OP was talking about happening while they were doing this extortion of their professor? If so, did they really sit back and let this guy continue on just until it didn't benefit OP any longer? Our next story is teaching my mother a lesson. I'm a 22 year old woman and my mother is 67 years old. This story is about how I taught her a lesson for trying to ruin my life for her own selfish interests. My mother and I have never been friends since the day I was born to her. She was a boy mom of three already, and then they were already pretty grown. So to her, my pregnancy was a bother, 
She always said that if she wasn't a Christian and active in the church, I wouldn't have been here. It didn't even matter to her that I was the easiest pregnancy and didn't try to murder her. The fact that I wasn't a boy was more than enough for me to be a complete no for her. My mother is what they call a pick-me girl. She was one before the term was even coined, and I'll explain how. Now, I'm close with neither of my parents, but my father is a little more tolerable than my mother, and we sometimes have nice moments. He told me the story of how they met. She was one of those girls that always did things for male validation. They went to high school together, and she was the stereotypical head cheerleader character you see in movies. Mean and hot-tempered, while he was on the swim team. She used to do weird things like do splits in the middle of the cafeteria and f- Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Clash the football team for good luck. He said that they never really started to talk until he found out that she also did ballet on the side. My dad's mother was a famous ballerina and so he had a special love for them. Finding out that my mom also did ballet was what brought them closer to each other. They got married just before college and went through college together. My mom finding out that she was pregnant just before they were set to graduate. Right out of school, my mom had my oldest brother and became a stay-at-home mom while my dad started work immediately. My second brother followed barely a year later, and then five years later, the third boy. My mother was about 28 years old when she had my last brother, and she was supposedly done with childbirth. My brothers tell me that life was pretty standard before I came, and my parents gave them both the right amount, in their words, of trauma as children and raised them in a godly Christian way. At 45 years old, my mother got pregnant again. At first, she had no idea, guessing that it was probably early menopause that made her nauseous and tired all the time. But then she started to show, and everyone basically knew before she did. My dad says she was bitter and angry the entire time, even madder when she realized that I was going to be a girl and not another boy. Ironically, my dad was happy about it just as much as my brothers were to have a younger sibling that would make our moms doting on them reduce. I was told that my mother audibly groaned when I was born, crying later that she didn't want to have a girl after being a boy mom for so long. In a twisted way, her logic was understood by the hospital, and she was then offered free therapy for postpartum depression from the hospital. I'm the only kid that wasn't breastfed by my mom because she would rather express the milk and have literally anyone else do it. She didn't care much for me and made sure I knew it from a young age. My dad worked, so he didn't have much time. So I was basically raised by my youngest older brother, who was 17 at the time of my birth. He noticed how much my mother didn't like me from the get-go and felt responsible for me. So much that he rejected a scholarship to go to an Ivy League school just to attend a community college not too far from our home 
so that he could keep an eye on me. I started ballet very young. Half of the reason why was because my dad thought it would make my mother happy. It wasn't me who ruined her figure or made her bones brittle, but I got all the contempt. At five years old, I already had three ballet recitals where I was called the most promising dancer under my belt, but this wasn't enough for her. She pushed me harder, keeping me up at eerie hours to practice on my posture and my stance and punishing me when she didn't like it. I was eager to please my mother, so I did whatever she asked, starting to go on diets from as young as 9 years old, because she would always pinch at my sides and call me fat at very random times, all while feeding my brother so much, even taking lunch to their schools and workplaces. I recall the first time I fainted during dance rehearsal. It was a few days to my 10th birthday, and my mother was working me to an inch of my life and I did everything she asked because my birthday depended on how she felt about my performance. For almost three days, I had only eaten one apple and some water. Not too much water, because too much water made me bloated and too lazy to dance. The day started out with me being very lethargic and sluggish, so much that my father, who hardly noticed any obvious thing, noticed my energy was low and that I was pale. I managed to convince them that that was fine and went to school, heading straight to rehearsals after. My mother was there to watch my performance, and I did really well, but right after, everything went black and I passed out. I woke up in the hospital to find my mother scowling at me, and I didn't even have the time to process before she began yelling about how the doctor said that I was underweight and dehydrated, making her seem like a bad mother to me. She said so many other nasty things to me, but I found myself thinking that maybe this woman wasn't my real mom. It didn't feel real that she was yelling at me for being malnourished when she basically refused to feed me. I made up my mind to stop trying to please my mother anymore, because I tried so much and she still didn't like me. Imagine if a sick 10-year-old kid comes to the conclusion that their parent hates them and all the emotions that come with it. All of my brothers had moved out for years at this point, and although they asked me to come and spend time with them on a regular basis, my mother always said no, lying on my behalf that I was too busy, or that I did something wrong and was being punished. Soon, they stopped asking because the answer remained the same. I continued to dance, but more for myself than my mother, and it began to feel a little more comfortable for me. Sure, I did put on some weight, but I was no longer feeling lightheaded and tired all the time. I was healthy and doing well in school and with my friends. My relationship with my mother was getting worse by the day, because it was almost as if she hated that I was happy and thriving and finding joy in the things I did. She tried to ground me multiple times and lie about things I didn't do, but I had known her long enough to know how to avoid her tactics. On my 16th birthday, my mother gave me a ring and some money. Or rather, she left me to wake up to it without so much as a happy birthday. My two oldest brothers gifted me money as well, while my third brother picked me up from school and took me to open my first bank account. And my father gave me a crash course on how to fix a tire and a busted engine, as well as my first driving lessons. After my birthday, my mother started to be a little nicer to me. You could tell that it was fake, but... I was a little desperate for any kind of relationship with her, so I went along with it. We spoke about a lot of things and she started to prod about my life and boyfriends and friends. I was very introverted with only a few friends and no boyfriend, but she didn't believe me 
even starting to accuse me of hooking up and sleeping about with my classmates, not letting up until we went to the OBGYN and got me checked for being a virgin, as well as other very odd-seeming things like how fertile I was. Things started to seem odd at this point, so I kept my third brother updated with everything that she did, hoping that deep down she wasn't trying to do something stupid. During the summer, I intended to get a job to start saving up for college, but my mother blatantly refused, claiming that she didn't need me stressing myself and getting darker or slimmer. I was confused and asked for an explanation, but she refused to give any context. My mother only let me go out for ballet practice, making sure to stuff me with food as much as she could, and checking my complexion to see if I went out in the sun at all. Her niceness was getting scary, and sometimes she would randomly hand me wads of cash, which was probably the scariest part because she absolutely used to hate giving me money or anything at all before. The day I knew that her kindness wasn't innocent was the day that I casually started discussing how one of my older brothers suggested that I attend college in their city so that they could help pay for it and keep an eye on me as well. My father thought that it was a good idea, but my mother scoffed, laughed, and asked me to stop dreaming, refusing to give any more context. I started to pay closer attention to her from then on, hearing how she had hushed conversations with one particular person It turned out that my own mother was trying to marry me off to one of her wealthy distant family members in exchange for a house and money. I was very upset about it at first, wondering why my own mother would do such a thing to me. But after talking to my third older brother, he decided that we would play along and then get her for trying to do that. There are some states in the US where the official age of marriage starts at 16, but the state that we live in, which I will not be mentioning, is not one of them. I continued to pretend to be oblivious about her plans, watching to see if she would maybe realize what she was doing and stop it. It was a Saturday morning that she woke me up super early and gave me a very pretty off-white satin dress, asking me to accompany her to a wedding. On the way there, I couldn't help but tell her that I knew she was marrying me off and that I was not comfortable with it. She scowled at me and let me know that she was tired of feeding and clothing me and she couldn't do it anymore. My father wasn't aware of the whole thing, and she planned to leave him in the dark for as long as she could manage. To her shock, I didn't fight or argue, staying on my phone till we got to the venue. It was a courthouse with a dodgy little registrar that smelled weird. The ceremony started, and after five minutes, all three of my brothers and my father showed up with the police in tow. My mother, my 60-year-old almost groom, and the registrar were carted off to jail as my brothers filed different cases for each of them. I was positively scarred by the situation and couldn't live at home for a while. My mother, however, was sentenced to 10 years in jail with a fine for attempting to force an underage child into marriage to an adult. There was the option of a fine and community service, but no one was going to help her foot that kind of bill after what she did to her own child. I stayed with my brother until the end of high school and then filed for a restraining order against my mother before moving out of state. She got out of jail for good behavior last year, but she still has a huge fine to pay, as well as many, many hours of community service. It doesn't hurt her that I don't talk to her anymore, as much as it hurts her that my brothers don't. And for that, 
I wake up every day feeling satisfied that she ruined her relationship with her beloved sons by her own hands. I mean, the only thing you can say about this story is that that mother was a monster. This is some wicked lemony snickets crap. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 